2: Sounds can have amazing effects on the living. There's all sorts of creepy things one can hear, whether it just be a disembodied voice where there shouldn't be one, especially out in nature. It's one thing to hear the sounds of animals. It's another to hear the sound of a human. A human crying. A human in agony and pain. And then... The physical effect those sounds can have on our bodies, almost as a warning or an ominous sign from deep within saying, There is danger with what I'm picking up. It can be very scary to pick up certain sounds. Sometimes those sounds can be heard on a podcast, sometimes those sounds can be heard uh, through an EVP that one collects. Even when you're not in the immediate danger, sometimes there's versions of sounds that can have truly prolific effects on the living. We've had it on our show. Several years ago, we heard a phone call that had a very bizarre sound in it. And I was inundated with hundreds of letters and calls from people saying, I don't know what that sound was, but I got sick to my stomach when I heard it. What was so peculiar about it is, We didn't even talk about the sound on that episode. I didn't even catch it until all these people pointed it out simultaneously from all different places in the world. But that sound had the same effect on so many people all over. It was really, really haunting. In our next story, we hear about many experiences through one's life and childhood. But we start off by hearing a mysterious story about strange sounds that one captures in their backyard. Sounds of sadness. Sounds of desperation. Sounds of someone from the other side, possibly reaching out for attention from the living. Take a listen. I previously wrote, I'm an American Indian who grew up on an Indian reservation in South Dakota. Now, growing up on an Indian reservation makes for an interesting childhood. Ghost stories, paranormal activities, and odd situations were commonplace. Such stories were frequently told and met with belief and a genuine interest with feedback. One evening in the late 1980s, my mom and I had to go to a parent-teacher conference for my older sister. Her high school was a few miles outside of town. As a child, parent-teacher conferences were boring except for the snacks. Snacks helped keep me, a noisy child, quiet while the adults talked. Back home, adults talked about everything, especially the strange things happening. I remember sitting and eating while my mom visited with my sister's language teacher, an older relative of my mother. He talked about my sister's progress in our native language and how she was a student. Soon, the topic changed to catching up between family. The language teacher mentioned he'd been having problems out at his place. He lived far off the main road, and it wasn't unheard of for mountain lions to roam around back in the hills or foxes to raid garbage bins. Except for this time, it wasn't a mountain lion or a fox. It was the sound of an old woman weeping late at night. The language teacher explained that he heard her for the past few weeks, and when he went outside to find the source, the crying would stop. My mom tried to dismiss the sound as an animal. The reservation is sparsely populated and animals can make weird, even ominous sounds to an untrained ear. He assured my mom it wasn't an animal as he, a hunter, knows what most animals sound like. This was an old woman and she was crying in a pitiful way. He explained that he had called the police to go out to his place and look, but they found nothing. In addition, he and other family members searched around his house extensively and found nothing, no tracks, no disturbed areas. He said he went so far as to record the crying so that he could figure out what it was he was hearing. My mom said she would have liked to hear the recording. He said he had it and moved his small stereo player closer. He changed out the cassettes and then pressed play. The sound that came out of the speakers was chilling. It sounded like a woman, an older woman, weeping. Not hysterically, but intensely. You could hear her anguish, the breath, small gulps in between breaths. The sound reverberated in a way I never felt before or since. The crying was over and over, like she was a record. Exact sound, exact way. I remember looking at my mom as she told the language teacher, That's not a woman. The language teacher looked at my mom and said, He knew. What it was, he didn't know. I remember feeling like my body was vibrating, and I felt this intense feeling of dread. The language teacher turned off the stereo while my mom and I sat quietly. He told my mom that his kids would get sick at the sound. He didn't know if it was because they were so scared or something else. But whatever it was, it was beginning to cause his children issues. So much so that he was sending them to live with other relatives for a while. I remember my mom mentioning the situation to her cousin, a traditional healer, a few days later. He said it was a spirit that was trying to get something, but he didn't know what, but that the language teacher needed to find someone to go out and help the spirit to either get what it needed or leave. I never heard what happened after that. I do remember the language teacher got into a terrible accident sometimes later, and I've always wondered if the two were related. Then in the late 1980s, my mom was married to a man of the church and lived on another Indian reservation away from my sister and me. She would visit often and would come back to my grandparents' home and talk about church happenings such as wakes, burials, and weddings. One story I recall was about a recent wake and burial she and my stepfather attended. In our culture, after a burial, the family would provide food to the mourners and give away items in honor of the deceased. Sometimes families would purchase items and mix them with items the deceased owned. In our culture, we kept nothing of the deceased except pictures. Everything else, like household goods, would be given away. Clothing and personal items are destroyed. This is so the deceased can go on to the holy road and have nothing tying them here. This deceased was well known to the family. She was an older woman who was a smoker and loved to cook. My mom said the family gave my mom the woman's dish set. These were beautiful hand-painted ceramic dishes that included serving ware. My mom said she was surprised as she remembered how the woman loved those dishes and thought maybe they should be destroyed, but she didn't want to offend, so she took them. It was on the ride home when she realized she was right. The burial went late into the day, and the subsequent feed went long after. So my mom and stepfather ended up driving home late at night. The church with a wake and burial occurred was far in the country, which meant the drive was over a long dirt road to get to the paved highway. The car my mom and stepfather owned at the time was an older car with big windows, which made it feel like you were in a giant fishbowl. The inside was huge with long full seats and a huge trunk. My mom said they left when it was dark and were driving down the dirt road, when every now and then my stepfather would turn his head and look back. After a few times of him doing this, she asked what he was doing. He said he kept seeing something in the back seat. My mom said she asked what, but he wouldn't say. Soon they got to the highway and he pulled over. He asked my mom to drive, saying he must be tired because he kept seeing something. So she got into the driver's seat and started off. Every now and then she would look into the rear view mirror, but would see nothing. Figuring he was tired, she continued. After a while, she glanced in the rearview mirror and saw what looked like a black figure sitting in the back seat. As she stared, she saw a red dot grow bright, then dim like the end of a cigarette. She said she slammed on the brakes and whipped around looking in the back seat. Nothing. She then demanded to know what my stepfather saw earlier. He said he kept seeing what looked like as she finished his sentence, a person sitting and smoking in the back seat? He nodded. My mom scrambled out of the car, opened the trunk, grabbed the dishes that were given to her and broke every one of them on the side of the road. She then marched to the back seat, wrenched the door open and told the older woman to get out of her car and stay with her damn dishes. She then got back in the car, turned the rearview mirror face up and sped home. It was days later when she dared use the rearview mirror again. When she did, nothing happened. She told my grandma she figures she left the old woman on the side of the road with her broken dishes and hoped she would find her way now because those damn things were gone. My stepfather was a member of the church and was given a house to live in. Growing up with my grandparents meant I rarely visited my stepfather's house, but when I did, it was usually for a few days. The house was quite large and contained six bedrooms, two baths, a two-car garage, and separate office space. I enjoyed the house as it was big with minimal furniture which meant being able to run from room to room playing. One day while my mom went across the street to see a neighbor while my sister and I were playing in the upstairs bedroom, my sister left her bag in the downstairs office and asked me to get it for her. Having been to the house only a few times, I was hesitant to go in the office area. I was usually in the living room and kitchen when downstairs and wasn't sure if I should go into the office. But my sister was insistent, saying she needed her bag. So I crept to the office. The office faced the front of the house and was near the garage door down a short hallway. I didn't hear anyone. So I went to the office, hoping to grab the bag and get out. As I turned the corner into the office, I saw a man sitting at the desk in front of the typewriter. I froze. The man was wearing a wide brimmed hat and a dark coat with a shirt collar. The man did not look at me. He just sat staring straight ahead. I quickly grabbed the bag and ran upstairs. I told my sister there was a man in the office and she asked if he was with mom. I told her I didn't see our mom, just him. Just then we heard our mom calling us, telling us to go to the kitchen. Thinking I was in trouble for disturbing the man, I reluctantly went to the kitchen. My sister asked our mom who the man was and if he worked with our stepfather. Our mom asked, what man? So my sister told her that I have seen a man in the office when I was getting her bag. My mom asked me who the man was and I told her I didn't know. He was just sitting there in front of the typewriter. He didn't say anything to me. So I just grabbed the bag and left. My mom quickly went back to the office and into the garage then came back and asked me again about the man. I told her again about him. He was a man wore a wide brimmed hat and on a dark coat and a shirt collar. She asked if he said anything or did anything, and I told her he just sat staring at the typewriter. My mom went very quiet, then grabbed her purse, took out her keys, and told us we were leaving but to go through the front door and wait for her by the car. We did as she told us. Soon she came out, locked the door, and we left and returned to my grandparents' home. While driving, my mom told us that she had seen the man too. She didn't know what or why he was there. He didn't seem to want anything or appear mean. He was just there. After spending the night with us at our grandparents' place, my mom returned to the house but never stayed long. Soon after, my stepfather moved churches and they moved out of the house. Many years later, that house burned down. And I later learned no one lived in the house for more than a few months. Stories about the priest haunting the house were widely known. But as a child, when I stayed in the house, I didn't know. I often wonder why he sat in that office staring never did find out. And during the summer of 1996, my mother accepted a temporary assignment in her job, which meant moving to a town 50 miles from her home. As I was home for the summer from university, my mom asked me to stay with her while she completed the temporary assignment. My stepfather knew of a man who was renting an older house, which my mom rented for her and me. We took a few things with us and the house was furnished and in decent condition. The first few weeks in the house were quiet. I found a job just down the block and walked to and from work while my mother worked and returned late in the afternoon. One Friday afternoon, she arrived back and said we were going to go out to eat. I turned off all the lights and we left. We returned to the house late in the evening to find all the lights in the house on. Thinking the homeowner was in the house, she waited to see if he would come out. After a few minutes and no movement, she honked and then told me to stay in the car while she checked the door. After she found the door open, she yelled into the house but heard nothing. Worrying about a burglar, we left and went to the police station a few blocks away. The police returned with us and searched the house but found no one in the house. Nothing was disturbed or missing. My mom called the homeowner and asked him if he had come to the house and he hadn't. The police left and told us to call if anything else occurred. All was quiet for a few days. Then one evening, the neighbor visited and mentioned the basement light was on. My mom sent me to the basement to turn off the light, having never been to the basement, I descended the rickety rickety stairs. The basement smelled musty, and the floor was made of dirt. It was freezing. I hurriedly turned off the light and returned upstairs. After a bit, the neighbor left only to return to tell us the light was on again. This became a common occurrence and such a nuisance that I removed the light bulb. One evening, about a month later, we were sitting in the room talking when she glanced down the hallway that led to the kitchen past the bathroom and loudly gasped. She pointed down at the hallway and told me to look. I peeked out her door to see a shiny black mass floating in the air. It was the size of a baseball and floated about two feet above the floor. The mass undulted and reflected the light from the bathroom. Slowly it approached my mom's room. She and I scrambled off her bed, moved to the corner of the room as we watched it enter, slowly, like it was surveying its surroundings. It moved past the door and around a dresser before entering the closet, where it went into the back wall. My mom and I stood staring at the closet, until she looked at me and told me to get my things. I grabbed my bag, some clothes, and we left. We drove the 50 miles home that night and didn't say one word the entire drive. It was only upon stepping through the door of our house did my mom react by beginning to scream and cry. My aunt who was staying at our house came running to us, demanding to know what happened. I explained what happened and told my mom I was not going back to that house. The next day, my mom called her temporary assignment and told them she was returning to her position, then called the homeowner and told him she was ending the lease. Couple days later, my mom, accompanied by her sisters, returned to the house to gather our clothing, clean, and return the keys. I never returned to that house. I'm told that the house was later sold, and is currently occupied. Thanks again for sharing my experiences. I enjoy the show, and will continue to support it. This. Is Real Ghost Stories online. Want a commercial free experience of the show with access to the world's largest audio archive of ghost stories? Sign up at Apple Podcast right now and try it for three days free, ghostpodcast.com or Patreon.com slash Real Ghost Stories. It's only a kick. <laughs> a jump. A block. <laughs> it's only a serve. <laughs> It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans.
1: After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas.
3: Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ali is here to help. Ali invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber. To improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify?
0: I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at chumbacasino.com. Welcome to the family.
4: VDW group. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18+. plus.
5: Okay, round 2. Name something that's not boring.
1: Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh?
5: Ah, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. where with daily bonuses that should brighten your day low actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com
4: no purchase necessary btw void prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18
5: plus okay round two name something that's not boring
1: a laundry Ooh, a book club computer solitaire huh
5: Ah, oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life.
4: No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Oh, oh, oh,
2: O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts
0: has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people.
2: Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts.
1: Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet.